Hey there, guys. Thanks so much for dropping uh, by for another episode of the Encore Podcast. I'm Chris McCall. She is the world-famous New York City couldn't live without her, Gabby. Hi there, Gab. Hi. I don't know that New York City couldn't live without me. I feel like my sports so team long, got up so to their stuff, you know, so... <laughs> No, no, no. Whenever someone like really goes over the top like that is in, in terms of you, you're supposed to just go along with it. That's all. <laughs> That's what we do. Yeah. Today we have somebody that we're going to talk to who is uh, someone that you know, and I, you know, you bring the most interesting people to our podcast from time to time. And this is one of those times. So I'm going to hand it over to you to tell us about her. Well, that's a very nice compliment. I am very fortunate that I get to meet such interesting people and surround myself with them. Um, so our guest today is actually somebody that I studied abroad with in London many moons ago. Um, she is a content creator, actress, singer, podcast host, self-described as doing the numbers for the New York lottery, Kylie McDonald. Kylie, did I miss anything in that multi-hyphenate title? No, you got it. Thank you so much, Gab. And I do have to say, Chris, when you were going on saying world famous New York City, I'm like, is he talking about me? I was like, wait a second. I'm like, that's too kind. Like, no. And then he's like, Gab. I'm like, okay, bye. <laughs> well, in, in all fairness, Kylie, we haven't gotten to you yet. So that, yes. you trust me that that was plenty what Gab said. So thank you. Uh, we met in 2016. Um, I know a lot has happened for you in that time. I can't believe it's been six years already. Um, you know, I, I follow you on Instagram, so I've gotten to see a, all of the cool things that you've been doing since we last saw each other. Then could you take our listeners through just, you know, what's been going on with you since that time? Oh my goodness. Yes. Well, first of all, I remember that time so fondly. Like, oh, I wish I could go back to those London days when we were just 21, just studying abroad, living our best lives, doing the mm -hmm. thing. So yes, came back. That was my senior year of college after that. So graduated from Ryder University with a degree in acting and then like digital media minor, I guess. I don't know. It doesn't really matter now, but yes. Um, <laughs> graduated from Ryder and I was like, okay, I'm going to move to the city in December and then go gung-ho with the whole acting thing and getting to Broadway, blah, blah, blah. And then, so I was babysitting and I was nannying. I'm like, okay, I'm saving up money, but I'm kind of bored. So I started looking for jobs and then found the New York lottery job and then ended up here, moved up to first Albany and then Saratoga Springs. And it's almost five years later and we're here. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, you, know, you never really know where life's going to take you, but that's the exciting part about it. So that's where you are produced as far as the lottery goes in Albany? It's in Schenectady, New York. Schenectady, yes. okay. Mm -hmm. So you said that you heard about the opening there for, for the host of the lottery, the New York lottery? Um, it was on Indeed.com, actually, that I found it. Really? Oh, really? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I know. I, I used to endorse Indeed.com when I worked in California, so it's good to see <laughs> that it works. <laughs> it really, <laughs> it's worked for me. I have not reached out to them professionally but I should be like hey this was a pretty cool thing that I found while I was just scrolling through many a job titles obviously but um yeah found it on indeed and yeah I don't know it was a pretty rigorous application process it took like six months to officially hear that I was gonna be hired and that that's a little you know tough when you're like okay am I gonna move like can I apply to this other job can I take this interview but thankfully it all worked out Wow. So six months, what did that audition process look like? 
it was a lot of waiting to hear honestly for the next round but <laughs> other than that you know you have your standard screen tests and interviews and I just remember being so nervous like going in for my initial screen test being like oh my god like I I think I'm I could do this I know I could do this but then when I got there and honestly it was the very first go around like when they first handed me the mic and I was standing on the set like the first time I did it I messed it up like the script I had like literally just had been running through my head nonstop for the past like two weeks probably and I don't even know what I said but it was just like the words coming out in like not the correct order <laughs> it was probably like lottery <laughs> New York balls whatever like who knows I don't know <laughs> they were like all right just take a breath you could do it and I did it. And then it was smooth sailing from there, thankfully. So, so yeah. you weren't, you obviously weren't working off a teleprompter. They didn't give you anything to work with, right? No, no. And it's still not that way. Um, you know, it's the same wow. script every day. So, you know, we, we have it pretty down pat, you know. Were there other people, like, were you in a green room with other people who were auditioning? And were they like throwing you the, uh, you know, the dead eye, the evil eye and all of that? <laughs> <laughs> thankfully, no, it was private. And I do come from like an acting and theater background. So I have been in those situations and auditions where it's like, all right, we're all going to stand here and everybody's going to sing this song one at a time. And then that's terrifying. That's the worst. Cause it feels like you're on American Idol, but it's like a room of five people just judging you so intently. And it's awful. Being the host, like for the lottery is something that I've seen my whole life it's been integrated in any sort of network show that I watch I mean I've been watching The Bachelorette and you've come on my tv like either right before or right after the show has started and I'm like wait oh my god um but team Gabby by the way for The Bachelorette yeah you might you have to be I mean she's somewhat my namesake yeah so like I feel like yeah I have to be how do you feel like this sets you up for like the next parts of your career or what are the skills that you've sort of feel like you've either strengthened or learned from this job that you want to sort of take into the next step, whatever that yeah. may be. First of all, I mean, it's in the field that I've always wanted to be in. I've always wanted to be in entertainment, whether that be in theater or television or whatever, hosting, journal, you know, just whatever. I, I've always wanted to be doing this, performing and telling people stories. The fact that I got this so early, I'm so thankful for one, because yes, it is naturally a great stepping stone. But on the other hand, like I've been here for almost five years now and I can't believe like the growth I've seen from myself. Like if, if I go on YouTube and look at like the first years of the lottery videos that are up there, like I cringe like so badly. I'm like, I can't believe I sounded like that or stood like that, whatever, you know, it's awful. But, and the fact that that was like, people saw that on television, like, <laughs> who let me up there? I don't know. But, but that's the thing. It's like, all right, I've learned and I've made mistakes. And some of them were my own judgments and others were people online being like, why is she doing that? And I'm like, hmm, maybe, <laughs> maybe I should fix that. You know, I've learned a lot and I feel like I've grown a lot in this position from, you know, this experience and whatever I do next in entertainment, I know that I'm just going to be taking this with me. I, I realized from what you just said that you're like a lot of people, your own worst critic, you are mm -hmm. more self-critical than probably anyone who saw you on TV. Even back in those days, I doubt if anybody said, Hey, hunt, come here. Look at this. Look at this train wreck. <laughs> well, I don't know if it was a train wreck. Let's hope <laughs> oh, no. not. But no, I know. I know. <laughs>
No, I but, embellish sometimes. That's oh, what, oh my gosh, you're fine. Did you have anybody to bring you in after the taping? Or I know it's live, right? Is it live, mm-hmm. by the way? Yes, yes. Did you have anybody to say, okay, that was great, Kylie, but next time try and do it like this or try and do more of that? Or was it all on you, you know, to uh, improve your performance, so to speak? Yeah, well, I'm really grateful that my boss, um, former boss, she retired, but Yolanda Vega, she, she was really my direct supervisor and has had my back since day one and really, um, you know, showed me the ropes, which I'm forever grateful for to learn from the the OG herself. Yeah, I had her. And then other than that, I think naturally I'm, I'm very particular about the way I do things and I'm a perfectionist and I don't stop until the job is done to my standards, which is not always the healthiest thing, but it, it does help me grow, you know, and I think a lot of people out there can relate to it. Do you get recognized when you go out? You sometimes, yeah. sometimes. Yeah. It's here and there. It's, a, I feel like it's more of, I, if I put two and two together for people, then they're like, Oh wait, yes. Then I've seen you, <laughs> but it's not a lot of like Kylie McDonald. It's like, Oh, this is me. And they're like, Oh yeah. I see you at the dentist's office or something like that. <laughs> I would imagine like, like maybe when you're out in a restaurant or something and you happen to notice someone like <clears throat> staring at you and they're trying to place where they've seen you. They yes. know, they, they know this is somebody I should know. I just don't know from where. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of that. It's like, I've seen this face before, but it's not a name that, or a face that is so recognizable, <laughs> but um, yeah, that has happened once or twice when someone's been like, are you Kylie McDonald, blah, blah, blah. And there was one, one where I was at like some event and someone was like, oh my God, like you're Kayla McMarmaland. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, close, close, but I think we're on the same page here. So, um, but that's my, that's my alter ego, I guess. Beyonce had Sasha Fierce. And yes. This. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have Kayla McMarmeland. I don't know. <laughs> Getting feedback on social media is that must be so strange to just be doing your job and then potentially immediately having somebody give you like a stranger, give you feedback on the internet being like, why is she standing like that? Like, why did she say that word like that? I admire you so much because it sounds like you have been able to parse through some of the things where you're like, Oh, I guess I could change this a little bit because maybe I was already thinking about it like that. But I think if I read that much, like immediate feedback, I'd want to like crawl into a hole and hide. So I admire you a lot. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's not always easy for sure. And in the first few years, I definitely let it get to me more also because I was like 23, 24, like you're looking for validation everywhere you go. Maybe not everybody, but for me, yeah, that was my, and the thing is, is yeah, like you are just doing your job and people who are at home are seeing it on TV. But in my case, like I'm in a room with like people I see every day and I'm just doing the thing. And then I'm going in my normal car to my normal home and like living my very normal life. So it's like, I don't feel special ever, but I think people out there see someone on TV and think of me differently and think they could say whatever they want when they don't realize how that could hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I've, I've come a long way. I think but they call them trolls, Kylie. And yes, they do. You know, mm-hmm. we just need to not pay attention to the trolls. That's all. <laughs> I agree. So, I agree. Are the lottery communities connected? Like, do you know other lottery presenters oh, like from no, different? Areas? I don't. I wish I did. I, I have looked up a few online, but yeah, I wish I, I don't know, maybe I should reach out to some now that you say that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have to have like a networking convention or something, just get like the lottery to pay for it, you know? Yeah. And a, it, a nice weekend away. 
right? And it is a job that really is very unique and like no one can really relate relate to it too much. To have someone who can relate to it, that'd be a that'd be a nice thing. And there aren't too many people who do that. You're in a very kind of exclusive club as well. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I'll take it. Gabby tells me that you're also a singer. I do sing. Yes. Is this something that you would hope to do professionally on a stage somewhere at some point? When I went to school, it was for acting and for theater. So, you know, that's always been the goal since day one is just to be a a theater performer. And I did go into it a little bit in college before I got this job. And I think I'm at a time now where I'm really missing it. And I'm really realizing like how much I need that in my life. I don't know to what extent really, but right now, like, yes, I sing national anthems at games around um, the area and post covers here and there online of singing of me singing. And that's fun, but it's like, oh, like I need to do this more often. Like I know that in my soul. So I'm, I'm looking to do that now. The national anthem has to be a tough song to sing. I mean, you know, it I is. There are so many times where I've seen someone put their heart and soul into the national anthem on TV, like right before a major sporting event. And I just look at, and I feel sorry for them. You know, I, oh no, I, give I them, know. I give them an A for effort, but it just didn't work out very well. It's yeah. a tough song. It really it, is. It's a very tough song. And even I remember in high school, like I would sing it at games or like minor league stadiums around town. And there were times when I would mess up and I would crack or whatever. And that's the worst feeling. And I still have PTSD from those moments, <laughs> I'm sure. But it's, it's crazy. Like all the pressure's on you. It's your acapella the majority of the time. Like it's complete silence. And it's like, all right, whatever happens, it's in your control. And that is terrifying. That's another thing where it's like, all right, you learn, you grow and you build that confidence as you go on. Thankfully, now we're good. And speaking of, I did just see a TikTok that I felt awful about. It was this poor girl. It looked like it was a high school event singing the national anthem. And she just kept going for the note and cracking. And she just kept trying and it kept cracking. And I'm like, oh my God, like I feel that pain. But you can't help to be like, all right, it's also a little funny too. I don't know. They build character, those moments. They really do. They suck, but they build character. I've seen the clips you've shared online when you have sung the national anthem and you're very good. So I I just want to preface that to our viewers. Thank you. you. Thank you. (laughs) A situation where everyone's like, not again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I did also just want to touch on some of the other content creation that you do outside of your job. Um, But first, Chris, I did want to just connect the Encore greater universe here that Kylie and Mary Lynn Buckley went to school together. I was going to ask because uh, (laughs) when I heard Ryder, I thought, well, and I heard that around the time you were there, I thought you have to know her. Yes. And she interned with you. She did. Yeah. Yeah. I was working at at, at New Jersey station. Yeah. I knew that she had quite a career ahead of her at the time. As a matter of fact, I tried to get her to be part of what I was doing on the radio at the time because she would sit in with me and she was just so good. The two of us had great chemistry and I, I give her all the credit for that, but they just didn't have it in the budget to move it mm. on. And it's just as well because she went, she really is good on TV and that's what she wanted to do. So she is. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's incredible. And we had a few classes together and worked together like in school and we've remained in touch throughout the years. And it's really great to see all that she's accomplishing and, you know, just how she's building her, building her career and 
really excelling. It's awesome. She deserves it. The two of you from Ryder. Yes. <laughs> I did want to talk about your podcast, Chapter 20 Something. I am a weekly listener, so I, I am a few episodes behind, but I'm catching up. Um, oh my God, I, I'm honored. Thank you. I love it. I love the people you bring on. There was definitely some inspo that I got from yours to create this. Um, especially the the core of wanting to talk to people about important things in their lives. Do you just want to tell our listeners a little bit more about it? I think you could probably articulate it better than I can. Sure. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for listening. And I'm Gab is going to come on the show, which I'm so excited about too. It was 2020. Yeah. Summer of 2020. And we're all kind of looking for some creative projects, I think, and things to make us be a little less stir crazy, I guess you could say. I had this idea where I wanted to celebrate people who are doing things that aren't easy, that are out of the box professionally, but they're doing it because it's what they love to do and it's what they're passionate about. And they're excelling and they're creating their livelihoods off of their true passions. And, you know, I think I can relate to a little, relate to it a little bit because, you know, I chose that route and I'm figuring out my way and it's not easy and there's a lot of ups and downs, but I know that there's a lot of other people out there too who are experiencing the same thing. I wanted to celebrate those stories. So I came up with this idea for chapter 20 something. So it's all these guests in different career fields all across the map, and they're all doing what they love and figuring out how to make it work and doing it. And um, yeah, it's been really, really inspiring to hear their stories and also just a really great way to learn more about the business side of podcasts and production and really, you know, mis- making mistakes and learning and growing from all that. Um, it's, it's been a really wonderful endeavor and I'm happy that I made the step to do it. As time has gone on, I, I know that you're nearing about a hundred episodes, I think at this point. Yeah. I think we're about like almost 80. So it's crazy. I honestly can't believe that many weeks have passed since like the, since 2020. Like I really just every meme that's like, me still processing 2020 and then like 2023 coming like right at me is just so accurate. Oh, you're so right. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Did you find that your voice changed from the beginning of this to like maybe the present day? Or do you think it's more of a, like your voice hasn't changed so much as like you've found like strengths in like uh, interviewing people and creating like an interview platform, I guess. It's been a learning process and also you know, as we were saying, as all these years are going by so quickly, like I'm changing a lot during this time too. And I think that I want to talk about different things. I want to ask people different questions. And I think this platform has allowed me to do that kind of naturally and, Mm -hmm. you know, just see like, all right, well, how can we make this the best conversation, most personal conversation possible? The best conversations I find are the ones that come from just two people talking or three people talking or whatever. And just not, not worried so much about getting all the details in there or getting the, you know, all the questions on the list answered, letting whatever happens happens. And then finding the story in it because one is naturally to come. And that's what I love about it. I've learned a lot as it's gone on. And I think this has also been a really great thing for me to, yes, like you said, strengthen my voice and just not be afraid to stand up for what I believe and what I want to say. And I think that's something that I've struggled and been learning to do as I've gotten a little older and gone into my adult years. It hasn't always been the easiest thing for me. This has kind of forced me to do that. And I'm really, um, really grateful for that. Do you find that there are top 
topics that you tend to stay away from. For example, we, we don't feel we're both very politically active and we're both right out there with politics and we're on the same page, the two of us, but I don't want to talk about it. You know, there's not, that's not something I want to do. Although I think it would be amazing if I felt confident in doing it. Is there any part of you that feels any of that? And it doesn't have to be politics. I'm just talking about something that is a passion of yours, but you don't quite feel comfortable bringing it to your podcast. Yeah, I think that's also been a learning curve too, because I'm not the one who's going to bring up the tough questions right away. Like that scares me and I feel awkward and uncomfortable. But at the same time, I think when you get to those vulnerable conversations that it's not only a great podcast to listen to, but it's also something that people relate to. And I think want to hear and want to explore, even if it's from the safety of two other people talking about it. So I think slowly but surely, I've tried to incorporate, you know, tougher topics, whether it be politics or I don't know, other things in there. But the main thing is I, is I always want the guests to be comfortable and I always want them to feel like they're in a safe space because we're there for them and to hear their story. And I want them to be comfortable sharing it. I try to preface like the interview with just saying, you know, things we're going to talk about, but you know, just saying like, all right, if we bring this up and they seem like it's a green light, like let's just go for it and see what happens. But if not, then that's okay. Because at the end of the day, it's about everybody's comfortability and safety. Do you get feedback on your podcasts from listeners? I do. Yeah. Here and there. It's not like not all the time. I wish it was a little more often, but yeah, I do. (laughs) And do you find that there are certain guests or topics that bring more listeners and more feedback, more interaction than others? Interestingly enough, yes. Like this is, I think my audience are people who are motivated and inspired to do better professionally always, even if they are already accomplished. When I share people's stories um, from the ground up of somebody who just literally started not having any experience in a field or not having any connections and finding out how they made their way to where they are, that those get a lot of good feedback. Like there was one I'm thinking of Dan Laverty. He was, I went to high school with him and he was just a normal guy into sports, into baseball. And he's 26, I think, and ended up working at Yankee Stadium for a few years as a marketing Uh, marketing guy and you know he really he drove to every minor league stadium in the northeast to make sure that they saw his resume to get him into the baseball industry like it's crazy like he he went that extra mile and it's really worked out in his favor so to hear the lengths that people go to to make their dream a reality like really inspiring honestly and I think people when they're in their car or on the treadmill like they like to hear those stories you hear that gap? We're going to have to pay her a consulting fee. I'm afraid <laughs> I, I've been taking notes. <laughs> we're, we're not, we're not quite as far along as you are, Kylie. We're only on what 25 gab, something like that. Yeah. I think this is episode 26 or 27. So we're, yeah. we're still, still a baby podcast, still yeah. a passion project at the moment. No, but you guys are killing it. And I mean, I'm still learning and I have a long way to go for sure. I, I could share my my expertise for my, my little uh, side project, I guess. <laughs> Kylie, I'm curious about, because I know for me, um, you know, I worked in radio for all those years. I'm retired now. But I knew when I was probably in, a, in a freshman in high school that, that that's what I wanted to do. I knew that. I didn't know how I could do it. If I could do it, 
how I would go about getting into it, but I knew that that's what I wanted to do. And um, I don't know how many people have that feeling of knowing what they want to do with their life from a rather young age, and then actually having to do it. So I guess I'm asking you a couple of questions. Where was the spark? When was the spark for you for what you're doing? And how did you actually make it happen for yourself? I know you went and you got the degree in acting and all of that, but tell me about the spark first. Yeah, I love that question. Um, it was early on for me. I mean, I, as I, when I was three, I got into dance and then middle school, high school, got into theater and really never looked back. Like that was always the goal. And I think it's kind of crazy. Like looking back, I think I just had this blind optimism in high school and yeah, middle school, high school, just being like, yeah, like, this is what I'm going to do. Like, I'm going to perform no matter what, like, I'm going to make a living out of this. And I don't know what exactly it's going to look like, but I'm going to do it. And thankfully, like, I'm always say, like, I'm so grateful for my parents who supported me, like they, they're teachers, like, they don't know anything about this. Like, I grew up um, in like the Poughkeepsie area outside of the city. So they would drive me in and I would go to auditions or classes or I had a voice teacher like up in the city area. So they really put in the effort, but it was always me leading the way. And I think I, it was truly out of pure passion and a true belief that I was just going to make it happen. And it's crazy because I look back at my high school videos of me performing and they're fine. You know, I wasn't anything special. It wasn't like, she's going to be on Broadway tomorrow. Like she's going to be on TV. It really wasn't like, I was just like a kid, but I kept working at it and I got better and I keep getting better. And yeah, I'm really grateful. You know, it's, I think there's a lot of people out there that I've experienced. And I know a lot of people do that want to tell you, yeah, have your plan B, have your backup plan. I'm not saying it's not important. Like as I've grown, I think I've realized more and more, like you need your ways to make your money and to make sure you're safe and okay. But to truly follow what your heart desires, like there's really something so special in that. And I'm thankful that I've had the opportunity to do so. Good answer. I loved every moment of that answer. Aw, thanks. That perfect. If I had to write out the answer I was hoping for, that would have been it. Oh, that I love it. Yeah. Beautifully, beautifully stated as well. Thank you. Thank you. So what was your fallback? <laughs> Did you? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, I mean, when I went, to, <laughs> that's funny. When I went to college, like my mom was like, you are going to do at least a minor in a communications field. And yeah, I'm actually so grateful that I ended up doing that because it taught me so much that I needed to know about promoting myself even, or, you know, just knowing about a brand and how I can be the best person I can for the brand or for my work. Like those, that education works in so many different areas that I can take anywhere. So I'm, I'm grateful that I did it. I'm grateful that I had my fallback. The key with the plan B is to never admit out loud what the plan B is. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> well, you don't want to offend anyone that's currently doing that as like the plan A. So oh my God, I know. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And yeah, it's, I wouldn't even say it's like a fallback. It's, it's just become like a part of the career that I'm choosing to do. And it's educate. The more education, the better. I had a fallback when what was I, it? I know I wouldn't have made it though. Well, you're in the um, clear now to say this, you know, yeah, like well, yeah, we're not there yet. Right. I'm retired. Who, who the hell cares what I, what my fallback was? Uh, you mentioned Poughkeepsie. Uh, if I was not going to make it in broadcasting, I would have loved to have become a chef and I would mm. love to have gone to CIA, which uh, I think was right in the there. Yeah. where you mm -hmm. grew up. Uh, by the way, it's a beautiful, beautiful area. That Hudson Valley area of New York state is just gorgeous. So it is. Yeah. I'm a little jealous of, uh, where you grew up. That's so cool. 
Thank you. Oh, I mean, yeah. it was, it is beautiful, but I don't think I realized just how beautiful it was until I left. You know, I grew up just seeing it every day. Now, whenever I go to my parents' house, I'm like, oh, I just, especially in the fall, I can't wait for it. It's so it's gorgeous. I do have a fun question for you. So as a podcast host slash interviewer, do you have a dream guest? Like anyone in the world, do you have a dream guest you, you would love to talk to? Derek Jeter, surprisingly, oh. but I know that's like, a basic answer but I actually just watched the captain and really hearing his story of how he you know like we were talking about before built himself kind of from the ground up and found his way and it was just hard work and pure pure work ethic that really got him to where he was and focus and you know those are the kind of stories that I want to share so that would be cool I don't know if anybody's a Mets fan or a Yankee fan I don't know where y'all stand but that's my <laughs> that's my answer <laughs> Yeah, we, we yeah. That's okay. Derek Jeter is objectively very cool. Agreed. Agreed. Well, let us know if uh, his people contact you because <laughs> <laughs> after you, I'd love to talk to Derek Jeter too. I mean, that, you're right, absolutely right. That guy is, he was an amazing, amazing baseball player and uh, quite a human being too, from everything I've heard. Yes. Agreed. Yes. Well, yeah. Come, come with me, you guys, we can make it a joint interview for sure. We could be in your studio audience for when you interview Derek Jeter. How about yeah. that? <laughs> Let's do it. Manifesting it right now. <laughs> I, and I promise I won't wear this shirt. So hey, it's fine. A little controversy. Controversy is always good. If you could give advice to people starting out right now, you know, what, what would you tell them? I would say that if you are looking to pursue a career in entertainment or any, anything along those lines, I think it's so important to be creating your own work, no matter what. Yes have your network and always be looking for jobs and opportunities. But we live in a world right now where you can create a world and create a brand at your fingertips easily. And there's so much value in that, especially right now. Like we see so many people getting these careers from social media and I'm not saying like become an influencer right away, but you can always be creating and while you're building your brand, you're also gaining experience from the work that you're doing. Yeah. Just keep creating and keep doing your thing. And something is bound to come from it, no matter what, just do it. Like I said, towards the beginning of the interview, I've seen a lot of your stuff over social media over the past five, six years in the time I've known you. And I feel like you do an excellent job of really getting out there, putting yourself out there, showing people what you're about, um, you know, from conversations with other people and yourself on your podcast to like the things that sort of come off as your passions, you're, you're dancing, you're singing. I feel like it's very much covered. If I were to log onto your Instagram and just like take a look at a couple of posts, I see, you know, I feel like I know you, which is probably what the objective is. Well, that's good to know. Thank you. I always wonder about that. I'm like, do I post too many selfies and should I be <laughs> posting other things, which I know I do, but sometimes you gotta, sometimes you gotta, yeah. but um, yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate that compliment. <laughs> is there anywhere that are, uh, that we can send our listeners to? Yeah, you can follow me um, on Instagram, TikTok at official Kylie McDonald's, Twitter at Kylie McDonald's. And then you could follow and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And it's chapter 20 something. And we have an Instagram too at chapter 20 something pod. Well, it was a lot of fun talking to you, Kylie, and, and, and nice to meet you too. And I wish you all the, all, the, all the good things that are coming to you. And I can't wait to see what's next for you whenever that is. You know, sometimes you can see the light in a person's eyes, especially when you're doing a podcast on Zoom, which is what we are right now. <laughs> and uh, you have some bright light going on there. So good luck to you. 
Thank you, Chris. I appreciate that. You guys have an amazing thing going here too. So I'm happy to be a part of it. It was honestly great catching up with Kylie. It's, uh, you know, we've kept in touch over the years since we studied abroad together, but she's been up to so many cool and interesting things since the last time that I saw her. Yeah. And it sounds to me like, you know, there are so many people that graduate uh, school with a degree in what they want to do, and they're not working in their field, you know, and she is, you know, she's doing what she basically what she went to school for. It may not be where she wants to end up, but hey, even if she spends 40 years doing the New York lottery, that's a career, you know it what is. I mean? Yeah. Congratulations to her. But like I said, I, I have a feeling that you'll be hearing other things from Kylie McDonald somewhere down the road and probably not too, not too far down the road either. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I loved the advice that she shared of if you are passionate about being a creative of some kind, just to keep making things until, you know, something turns into a project or turns into a career step for you. Um, I think that's super important. And it was some advice that I had gotten back when, even when I was interning many, many years ago, and I found it to be very true. And it's great, you know, talking to somebody who is doing so many different things and creating so many different things and just seems really passionate about it and can really articulate why it is that they're so passionate about it. Yep. Absolutely. Well, good job there, Gabby. Thanks for bringing it. Thanks for bringing her to the podcast this week. Yeah. I mean, I didn't do anything except send an email. <laughs> like I'm really going to give all the props to Kylie here. <laughs> hey, you know what? If I send her an email, she would have gone, wait a minute. Who, what is this? What's that about? <laughs> so if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have had her on. So I appreciate that. So we'll figure out something to do for the next episode in the meantime. And we already have something in the pipeline. So check us out again next week on the Encore podcast. And by the way, and I say it every week, if you have a suggestion, if you have a comment about what you've heard, and we thank you so much for tuning in every week, or even if you don't tune in every week, whenever you do, if you would leave a comment about what you heard, we'd appreciate that so much. Feedback is good. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter. And we love hearing from you guys. You know, just like Kylie said, we feel like we want feedback and we don't get it nearly as much as we want. So we want to connect with you. Feel free to follow us on all of those platforms. Subscribe to the show. Send us a note. We love it. So that's it for this week. See you on the Encore Pod next week. Bye, everybody.